0: Welcome to the Meditation Conversation. You are listening to Cara and Alessandra. Welcome, everyone. This is Alessandra and Cara, and we are in 2020. It's a new year. Woohoo. And... <laughs> I feel like a lot of people talk about this great energy of 2020. I know I've been saying it like 10 times to you, I think, in 2019. (laughs) I don't know what it is, but it's something of new beginnings, new decade. So we we thought to start this season off by doing a little checkup. We had a wonderful guest visiting us in 2019, which didn't give us much space to just chat the two of us. Mm. Which is great, but we felt it's time to start this 2020 off by seeing how we're doing. Yeah. So, how are you doing, Kara? Yes. Happy New Year. It is,
1: it's really nice to um, be together again. You know, as you said, we kind of, when we began the podcast, it was always the two of us. And then we sort of started opening it up more and more. And, um, and then we sort of turned around and we were like, you know what? We have not um met the t- just the two of us in a long time. So, so it's yeah. good to see you. <laughs> exactly. I miss this. <laughs> yes, me too. But um yeah, it's um I'm just trying to gather my thoughts a little bit because as you said we've just started the new year my kids just went back to school yesterday so i've it's been like you go from holiday mode to trying to get back to some sort of a rhythm and uh, yeah yeah <laughs> and then the fact that we've started a new year and um that's created a lot of change just in my world um mm-hmm. from for example my teaching Um, you know, I have new sessions starting and in new places. And so there's just like um, a lot of discovery going on in that in that um, sense. But one of the things that um, I was kind of working through that I thought I would mention was um, over the holidays, my family and I went to Florida and we had a mm-hmm. a little family vacation and we were staying in my dad and stepmom's timeshare like a condo in Florida mm-hmm. and it was right there on the water so we could wake up and watch the sunrise over the water which was really really beautiful um and it was a pretty small place for 6 of us so um we uh, what i found was i um I was sharing space and time with many people, <laughs> as you do mm-hmm. when you're on holiday, and my meditation practice, um, was changed from that just quite naturally. And I think that that's sort of a normal thing that meditators go through is when, when you go into holiday mode, what happens to your practice? And um, so, well. So for a long time, trying to keep a regular meditation practice has been very important. Like just finding the time to sit down and try to do the techniques, like try to do my breathing exercises and try to do the the flow that I use and have like a proper meditation. It was always mm-hmm. a goal to try to do that every day. And... um One of the things that I tried to experiment with on my vacation was being more fluid with life and trying to take my meditation kind of with me. So rather than feeling like I had to carve the time and the space for my practice, it was more about finding the moments and really sort of bringing that awareness within. So For some people, meditation is about stress relief or it's about, um, you know, well, there are so many things that people are trying, you know, relieving their anxiety. Um, For me, those things are a byproduct. And really what I'm trying to do is connect with my spirit, connect with the divine, excuse me. And that's kind of my end goal with meditation. That's why I'm going on the meditation cushion every day is to try to deepen my connection with my spirit, with my eternal self, my higher self. Um, and so, you know, my husband and I were sleeping on the pullout couch, the pullout bed, you know, mm-hmm in the couch. Um, So we didn't even really have a room. So it it wasn't like I could even go to a room. My kids were sleeping in the room because they were, that would allow them to sleep in. They didn't care about seeing the sunrise or whatever. So they could sleep for an extra couple of hours. Um, But I didn't really have a place where I could go. A couple of times I did Wrap myself up in a blanket and walk down to the beach and um and I had a really nice. nice Yeah, it was really beautiful. Although one time um I was sitting in front of these big rocks and I started feeling this spray and um I was like, Can I feel the ocean spray from here? It's not that windy. And I looked behind <laughs> me and this woman, I don't know what she was doing, but she was watering something
0: and it was spraying
1: on me and uh I was just looking she's like oh my gosh I'm so sorry um I hope I'm not spraying you but um I'm sure I was distracted at the time and it was God's way of trying to get me back in the present moment are you focused Cara I know yeah come back Get in the present moment. Here's a little, little spray of water. (laughs) How easily disturbed are
0: you in your meditation? Exactly.
1: Yes. So, um, so that was kind of funny, but, um, but often what I would find was I would just kind of sit there and be looking at the water, listening to the ocean, but I was, you know, with people, everybody was sort of around but I was just connecting, like bringing my awareness inward, and maybe focusing on the breath, or maybe just focusing on how I was feeling. But and or trying to make you know a conscious connection with a higher power. Um, but it wasn't so formalized, and for me, there was freedom in that, and and it sort of added a new layer to my practice because really what we're trying to do with meditation is live it. You know, it's not mm. meditation you need that practice and especially if you're a beginner, you need to develop the habit. And so that's very important that repetition, that finding the time every day, making the time and the space, having a little space where you go and you go to the same space if you can. Um all of that's very very good for building the habit. And as you kind of um, go deeper into your practice and it becomes more a part of who you are, you can try to find ways to... um, Get the essence of that, but without having the formal practice. And of course, we always want to be careful because it can be a slippery slope. Yeah. so it can be very easy to be like, Well, I'm just going to skip it today and and I'll bring my awareness inward at some point. <laughs> and then before you know it, it's been days, and you really have lost yeah. your connection. So we have to be very mindful and very careful that we don't develop or lose our habit you know lose that good habit mm-hmm. um but i think it's also important to have some grace with ourselves and some um and give ourselves that space to say okay you know mm-hmm. i've i am seasoned and i think that i can um kind of have some variation here in my interpretation of meditation <laughs> mm-hmm. and and still be able to get that um that deepening of spirit in that sense
0: it's interesting Uh, you know we are usually quite aligned but I'm I experienced very much the same thing being off now Mm. I mean I was off for two weeks and I don't know when I was off for that long and actually could relax because my previous work I was kind of off but a little bit uh, looking at the phone here and there Mm -hmm. and uh, this year, it was just the circumstances was presented in a way so that I could just leave my phone and have to think about work. And also, like you said, um, I mean, also in my case, 2019 was just a big year. I just felt like um, things happened and I, f- I felt um, I wanted to be like clear on things within me that I i saw coming up and patterns in me patterns in my family and so i found a great therapist and i've been working a lot with her in with different methods and wow so it's been an intense it was an a intense year Mm -hmm. um because um going to therapy is not something you do continuously like uh, you go perhaps for a while and dive deep into something but then you kind of need to rest because like it depends on what kind of therapy, but this one is very much going t- into the feeling of like if you have a false belief or you have a belief around something which is not serving you and is causing you pain. You repeat this a cycle in your life and so you just keep on coming back to the same point point. and it's like, oh, why am I here suffering again? And mm. so you need to go into that feeling and feel it and experience it and then you can release it. Anyway, so... Uh, I did a lot of that and yeah also with my meditation practice I I was very determined to go deep and try to move my karma Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um, but that yeah it's just like being in the middle of a whirlwind and going to therapy can feel like doing heart surgery like I Mm -hmm. I had days when I would just go to work and I did I It was hard focusing on work because I was I just wanted to go home and do journaling and cry because there was so much coming up, Mm. which is great because I know it leads to greater freedom and understanding. But so what happened was, I mean, just before we started recording, you and me were talking of the, you know, when you go to a yoga class doing asanas, the postures, you do the postures and then you lay down in savasana because in that relaxation, in that stillness, that's when things really start to integrate mm-hmm. and heal. Yeah. And so I experienced very much what you experienced. I I didn't meditate as much as I usually do during this Christmas break. I didn't eat really as healthy as I Typically, do at Christmas? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I ate a it little was bit of chocolate. just you. <laughs> a lot of chocolate. <laughs> no, like yeah. For example, during the fall, I barely ate sugar because I did a cleanse, and mm. then I kind of quit sugar. I ate it very rarely. But then, oh, like for you, on <laughs> Christmas <laughs> Eve, I think I ate as much sugar as I <laughs> as you'd even done in a month or something. It was just like yeah. no stopping, but. Just like you said there, it was just like, normally I can be very hard on myself and just beat myself up. It's like, oh no, you shouldn't. Or like, oh, come on, like get up at 5.30 in the morning and do your meditation. But it was just like, I managed to set all that aside and, -hmm. and you know, not in a way that is like, oh, let's forget about meditation, but it always happened. You know, I always found the time throughout the Mm -hmm. day, but, and it also... That improved, you know, the relationship with friends and family because I was much more present in Mm -hmm. the moment with everyone Mm -hmm. because I was there. I wasn't thinking of my schedule.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's not something new. Mm -hmm. Every great philosopher or wise person would talk about the importance of being in the moment. Mm -hmm. But... Yeah the mind is not always on that train. <laughs> yes. And yeah. so I just experienced the the power of true relaxation and I remember when you know we had Janesh here for a few episodes ago and when I, I went to him for a private consultation as an ayurvedic practitioner he he said oh it seems like you have difficulties to truly relax and I mean I the past few years I've been changing my life drastically in terms of what I eat and, you know, what I don't eat. Mm -hmm. And I meditate daily. I do yoga practices. So, like, I live a very healthy lifestyle. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if your mind still keeps on... Or if your mind is not relaxed, that has quite a big effect on the whole system. Yeah. So I felt like that is what happened. Mm -hmm. I really... Completely relaxed my mind, and that's so this. healing it is, and i I feel it. I don't know when I ever was this relaxed <laughs> <laughs> it's,
1: it's funny, as you're saying that, I just had this um remembrance that I hadn't really thought about since it happened, but in uh one of the Reiki trainings that I did uh, this one mm-hmm. was a couple of months ago or or longer um this the, I had a, uh, another practitioner who was there to learn um, and we were working on each other and I didn't know that she was intuitive but she just said that um, after she practiced on me she was like telling me what she saw and then she was like and then I just had this thought or this voice or something that said to her it, doesn't have to be this hard or something like like her, the message <laughs> to me was from the divine it doesn't have to be this hard <laughs> and I kind of yeah. laughed but I was like, like as you were saying that I was like gosh you know we really can um I mean there's discipline that needs to happen I mean I I don't want to take is away, important. yeah I don't want to take away from the importance of discipline because without it you know, there, there isn't anything. It's just, you're just kind of floating along and that's what I was doing before. So I don't (laughs) want to go back to that, but, um, but it's also, you know, I think you and I, um, we follow Paramhansa Yogananda, who uh, was a, a yogic master and, um, he offered so much. Like he just had so many different techniques and philosophies and explanations and and it kind of went on and there it can permeate every bit of your life. And that's such a blessing. And if you try to do everything, (laughs) sometimes it can kind of be like, oh my gosh, there's so many ways to fall down, you know, and to be like, oh I'm not doing that. You know, I'm not doing but the whole point with him was like, I think there's a quote that's like if you do one one hundredth
0: of yeah, what I, was I offer. Yeah, i just going to quote that, but I can't remember it. But it's just yeah. like this is just like all the tools, but you just have to use this, these few tools, and right. it What resonates work. with you? But we're like, oh, I can't grasp all the tools. It's like no, you're not supposed to. <laughs> yes, exactly. So they're they're there for different kind of situations and different kinds of natures and minds mm-hmm. because we're all different so something mm-hmm. that works for me might not work for you etc. Yeah and that's where it's
1: nice too like um you sent me the Ramdas some Ramdas um talks mm-hmm. that I was really really enjoying
0: bless him uh, oh my Beautiful
1: goodness soul. I know and I I really loved listening to those and they were you know so many times I would hear him talk about something and it was exactly what I needed to be reminded of in that moment you know it was just just perfect and so so relevant to what I'd been like you know chewing on and Mm. um but that's also really beautiful you know Ram Das is a it's a different tradition a different guru um Mm. and but it, it but all coming from the same truth and i yeah. i love that too being able to kind of see just like a slight variation of that prism you know mm. the the truth coming into the prism and then it shines out in all the different colors in all the different directions and seeing like you know that different color mm. it really can resonate with you in a
0: a really powerful way but um yeah. i enjoyed that too to see the The similarities in everything Mm. and you know i would i'm i'm singing in a church choir so sometimes we have to sing at sunday service or something and i'm often you know really impressed by how you know what the priest is preaching about is could be something that a yogi master is saying Mm. just in a different way yeah absolutely there are
1: so many different different ways to receive the truth
0: however the difference is that yoga of course gives you tools and i think the religions are usually talking of you know this this is where you want to achieve and this is where you can go mm-hmm. but yoga offers us the tools to experience that's why we meditate right you know by meditating we can go within and experience what the priest or the yoga master or the monk is talking about right we don't have to take somebody's word on their for words it. yeah and that kind of connects back to what we were saying of you know not being too hard on yourself because yeah we need discipline but there is a thin line where you can become fanatical yeah <laughs> i know dogma. i have this in me because it's like yeah for example with food i i, I can go totally into something or with meditation it's like uh, well i need to meditate you know like um i think i spoke of this earlier in episodes, but it's like, if I decided to, I wake up at 5.30 to meditate half an hour and blah, blah, and then Iris wakes up at 5.20, I mean, if I'm not a little open to that flow, it can create frustration, which it has done in the past, because it's like, hey, this is, this is not this is according to the protocol. Yes, right. <laughs> like, or it's like I need to meditate one and a half hours. It's like mm-hmm. yeah, it's good to have that aspiration. Mm-hmm. And as long as you give out the energy and try to make it happen, mm-hmm. you know, but we can't be constantly st- stressful about like when will I find time when, or when will I find this time to sit down. Mm-hmm. And completely forgetting about enjoying the present moment with our friends and family and whoever we are with. Right. That's just like counterproductive. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And and it also can lead to um, like a dryness in meditation. If we're so focused on technique and like getting the mm-hmm. time in and, and watching the clock and making sure I've done my X amount of minutes... Um, it can it can take away from that depth that we feel mm-hmm. whereas you could um also i mean I, again i i hesitate i don't want to take away from meditation i don't want to make it sound like you don't need meditation just go and take a walk in the woods but also you know if you immerse yourself in nature or something like that it and really try to connect with nature really try to see the divine and the unity that we share you know you take mm. a walk through some trees and in a wooded area and you feel try to feel that connection with the mm. earth and the trees um that can help be, again you know especially if you're wanting to connect with something deeper if it, if you're trying to go beyond just stress reduction um or mindfulness, you know, if you're really trying to get into that soulful part of it, there are so many different opportunities out off the, the cushion. Um and and you talking about like how yoga gives us the tools also reminded me that when I was on vacation, um I found myself like often really projecting into the future quite a bit and and um and not being completely mind and not being mindful. And you and I don't really practice a a quote unquote mindfulness
0: um, Mm.
1: meditation. That's not really in line with what we do, but there is like, that's just part of it, you know, is, is surrendering to the moment and really trying to be present and and, um, in your meditation. Um, But I was finding that I, you know, knowing that there were a lot of changes coming in the new year And, um, and I suppose too, because you have that downtime. So your mind just maybe naturally starts going into like the next big thing or, or whatever. Um, but I, I just found myself continuously going out into the future and either worrying about something or, um, or trying to figure it out. Like, like it's happening in, March or something. And I'm, and I know that I've got like certain things that I have to get done between now and then and trying to like mentally do them before, (laughs) before it's Mm -hmm. time to do them, which isn't helpful. Um, but so I just really was starting to feel like I wasn't anxious, but I was feeling like, okay, I, I'm just, this isn't doing me any good. And I'm not really enjoying my thoughts continually going in that direction. And, um, so I started tuning into the energy, like the thoughts as energy and tuning into how the, um, how I was feeling in my body. So when you have like thoughts that are, um, if they're continuing to come up, you may notice that you've got something going on in the body, like you may feel like a density somewhere in your chakra system or, um, you know, along your spine or something, or you may feel like a heaviness or a contraction or something. And so I would notice my, my thought patterns start to go back in that groove that I was creating with continuing to go in this into the thought pattern that I create, I was creating this groove in my head. And then I would kind of notice inside my body and I'd feel some sort of denseness or some sort of heaviness or something. And I would try to breathe through that, but I was also like offering that to the divine to say, um, you know, take this. this is yours. <laughs> you take it and do something with it. you know, offering it back mm-hmm. to divine mother and saying, "Um, you know, I don't need this please take it and and so, what I was doing was that would happen, and then I'd feel a lightness, and it was like I was offering it, so you know I wasn't doing like a proper visualization or any sort of specific exercise. this was just sort of mentally like. Oh, there it is. You know, I feel it in my heart center. I feel it in my stomach or, um, you know, my solar plexus or whatever it was. And um, and so I would kind of just feel like I was offering this to a higher being who knew what to do with it, <laughs> who, mm. who could do something positive, like, you know, make it compost, you know, put it back into the earth or something. Mm. Um, and then I would feel a lightness. And then, you know, after a little while, my mind would start to find that groove again. And I would f- notice myself going back into that same thought pattern. And so I would do it again. And um, and there was some prayer, you know, I mean, some people might consider that prayer where you're, you're kind of offering something or you're talking to like a, a higher power. Um, but it started to like deepen that connection to the divine. So it was like taking all of that weight to in my, for lack of a better term, that wasted energy that wasn't doing me much good. Um, and, and then replacing that with like trying to connect with the divine in that moment and trying to offer it up. And so it was really twofold. Like it was very, I, I really recommend trying this. If there is something that is, um, weighing on you, rather than um rather than just letting your mind chew on it over and over and over again and not getting anywhere knowing it's not doing you any good you're not solving any problems it's not the right time to be dealing with whatever it is that that you know is coming um or that may never come so often we let our minds run away with us with these things that might happen that don't (laughs) you know
0: so then most of the time that's the case most of the time exactly creating monsters in our head and it's like oh why did I worry so much about that or like why would I even think that would happen like (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) so so instead of
1: using my energy in that way then I was taking that time and it was like deepening that connection with the divine which was also really helpful in the sense that as i said i wasn't getting the meditation time that i am used to getting so it it was kind of bolstering um what i felt like i was missing maybe you know but anyway i just thought i'd share that because it was it was really effective for me and i'm finding like now that i'm back in the world <laughs> again um i'm trying to remember to do that because you know like now I don't have as much time to kind of sit and let my mind wander, but your mind just wanders even when you're busy, so
0: <laughs> Yeah, I've been working a little bit the same way. I'm I'm just repeating everything you say. <laughs> but yeah That's why you're my soul sister. <laughs> <laughs> of course. But we had Gita here mm-hmm. in the during the fall of twenty nineteen. Uh, who lives at Ananda Village. And I remember reading a blog post from her where she wrote of just one day she felt this kind of overwhelming love, but fear also because she has a husband and two kids. And, you know, she would just feel like, gosh, I love them so much. or I can't remember exactly, but but she was also afraid of losing them. You know, life is unpredictable. You never know what's going to happen. And, you know, loving people, it's also a vulnerability because... You don't know what's going to happen, how long you have left with them. Mm -hmm. And she just felt that. And she didn't know what to do with it. So she went um, to sit down in meditation and asked, you know, God, divine spirit, whatever you want to call it, to take that. And that's a practice that Paramhansa Yogananda would offer us all the time and emphasize, Mm -hmm. you know, because the heart is a super powerful place. And we need the heart with us in decisions and so on. But we want a calm heart. We don't want a restless emotional heart. If we feel that turmoil in our heart, offering it up to the point between eyebrows, to the spiritual eye, to get that connection between the heart and the mind is super important. And I've been working more and more on this because I'm becoming more observant of my heart and I can, I mean, looking back, I've can see I'm a very sensitive person with a lot of feelings Mm -hmm. and uh, um, that can lead to emotional disturbance if you don't if you haven't learned how to channel that Mm -hmm. and uh, more and more I learn I can see how sitting with it and offering it up it doesn't have to be like a whole weekend of emotional disturbance you can't avoid things showing up You know, Mm -hmm. things will come from the outside, which will reawaken also things we have lived in the past, which is a great opportunity for healing. And yeah, I was doing this recently when something showed up and I was just like sitting down, felt it, offered it up just like you did. And Mm -hmm. it's so powerful. And um, I also must add another thing that I've been starting to do because... Santa came with the best gist gift ever. I paid for it, but <laughs> 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 it was a harmonium from yeah. India, which arrived a little bit just before Christmas. So for those who doesn't know, it's an instrument which is used in India. And so in the yoga world, you use it for kirtans. So you sing devotional songs, which helps to uplift the heart's feeling. Have, if you've never gone to a kirtan, go like oh, yeah i even brought my there. friend and mom to a kirtan here once and they're not that into yoga and but i think they really enjoyed it because it's like you don't have to really understand the words it's the energy and you feel what it does to your heart mm. so now i have a harmonium at home and every time i get some spare time maybe that was why this <laughs> vacation was so easy also because i have the harmonium and you know whenever i get home and it was like i have some spare time I can go and chant. Yeah. I, you know, the power the harmonium has or singing. I love singing. Mm. So singing and chanting, um, it just transforms the heart. Mm. That's so uh,
1: beautiful.
0: And I, I've had moments when I sat down and I was emotional and I, I wanted to go into that Oh, I'm just going to be emotional and like feel sorry for myself here, blah, 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 for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, there was this other force in me like, no, chant. Mm-hmm. And after chanting, it was gone. It's amazing.
1: I mean, and, and it just, it it's a beautiful illustration of how everything is energy. Thoughts are energy. Mm-hmm. I mean, our physical bodies are energy and our feelings, our emotions are energy. So when mm-hmm. we um, work with it in that way, you know, be it through chanting, through some kind of release, um, it can just really be very effective. And, um, so it's, it's, it is helpful to think about that and to, um, try to work through things as they come up. You know, we, We can also find a tendency in many people to try to resist uncomfortable feelings or, um, you know, difficult things that we don't want to hear or feel. Um, That's very, very tempting, but it doesn't energetically address it. So, um, Mm. you know, if you're feeling sad or angry and you just try to convince yourself that you don't, <laughs> the energy remains. Um, mm-hmm. So you, you want to allow it to pass through you. That doesn't mean that we just do whatever the impulse is behind that, you know, to, to shout or to hurt somebody or, um, you know, but it, it does mean l- allowing ourselves to get in tune with that and then working with it energetically.
0: Yeah, because it's really about transmuting the energy. And I think also what you mentioned there, it's um, if we can see it, it it is uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. We can't uh, take that away. But it is an opportunity because the option is carrying it inside of your system. And you don't want to do that. Right. (laughs) It affects your system, even if we don't see it. But if we could see it energetically, we probably would see. You know, they have these cameras now where they can I've seen photos of where they do body scans with different emotions like anger, greed, mm. jealousy, blah blah how it affects the body mm-hmm. so interesting to see kind of which areas it lights up and yeah so uh what was my point for that um what did i say the harmonium no the harmonium the yeah releasing feeling healing so i was tuning into this coach which gave this uh, jack campbell this is his name he oh yeah this free training like break free 2020 and he's great and um so uh, i received an email from him like the newsletter and i signed up for it and he was saying in this guided meditation of like so you no know, cuz it was about going back and uh, connecting to your limiting beliefs and He said, Oh, if something shows up, like if you feel uncomfortable during this exercise, you know, just know that it's come up so you can release it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you can see it that way, by, and he said, by experiencing it and by observing it, you are releasing it. Mm -hmm. So if we can see it that way, it's like, okay, this has come up, it is uncomfortable. But that's also the process you learn to see that it's just, it's just a feeling passing through. Mm. And if you can sit with it, if you can observe it, just as an outsider, you know, observe your own feelings. And it's like, okay, this person said this to me, I reacted in this way without judgment, just observe it and feel it. If we do that process, and follow through, we can actually become free of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's such an important point. And also, it also goes back to what you were saying about therapy and how that can feel like surgery sometimes, you know, because Mm -hmm. you're really excavating um, these feelings and emotions and memories and trying to release them. And it's, it can be painful, but surgery is painful, you know, and you, you have to give that, like, you have to go through that pain to, to heal. And um, it's not different. (laughs)
0: <laughs> no, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. and uh, But I think we are waking up mm-hmm. more and more to that reality. Because, yeah, anyone would go and take physical surgery when something when in the physical necessary. body is injured mm-hmm. or it, when it's necessary. Yeah. But not everyone would go to a therapist mm-hmm. when... Or they can be a healer, a shaman, whatever you feel attracted to. Mm-hmm. But just someone who can work with you or an Ayurvedic practitioner, someone who can see you beyond like just mm-hmm. your body but look at the whole, your right. whole being, the system, and see where the imbalance comes from
1: mm-hmm.
0: or where the, the root cause of it.
1: Right. So it's interesting you mentioned... Shaman, and mm-hmm. maybe we want to talk about Michael. Yeah, I think that's a good <laughs> good segue. We,
0: we could probably stay here for another hour's chatting, but I right. don't know if you, our listeners, would find that as interesting <laughs> as we do. Yeah.
1: So uh, we hope you have been able to listen to um, the episode with Michael Massey that was released on January 2nd. It was such a blessing to have him on he's a an incredibly deep uplifting soul um i personally have gotten contacted by multiple people who have listened to it and they can feel their consciousness lifting as they're listening to it they can feel an energetic change um happening as they're listening so that's really exciting because i know that i had that feeling too um, and it's, it's always fun to um, know that that's translating into the recording. Okay. Um, and so it is with great joy that we um, are going to continue to have Michael on, our, on the podcast. Um, he will be on not every time, but we are looking forward to having many more conversations with him. So um, we talked about how we've been bringing in, well, you probably have noticed we've had a lot of guests in the last, um, (laughs) since the summer. And um, so you may notice that we will continue to have other guests as well. And, um, but we are going to be connecting with him a lot more. And he is, uh, he's just, a great, great resource. And um, and so I know I get a lot out of it every time I talk to him. So it's such a joy to be able to share him.
0: Yeah. We need to stay flowing, not be stagnant. So we're bringing some new energy and the right. expanding. Yes. So thank you, Michael, for the
1: opportunity and sharing your um all of your wisdom he's not here but in case he in case he hears this in the future (laughs) he's somewhere
0: (laughs) so um yeah we look forward to this new decade together Mm, oh we don't know what's gonna happen in this decade but at least for this year yes to be sharing with you
1: right and know that you know we.
0: I I loved
1: hearing the feedback on Michael's episode. You can always contact us. Um, I think we have a contact button on the themeditationconversation dot com where you can contact yeah. us. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram, and
0: you have our websites. Also, mm. you can find that through the website or in Spotify, Apple. I think you can access it. Yeah.
1: So, if you want to connect with us, if you want to suggest anything that you want us to explore or explore with Michael, mm-hmm. um, please, we would love to hear from you. So,
0: Also, if you have an interesting story yourself that you're sitting on and want to come on and yeah. share, we are open for that. Yeah, great point.
1: Good. So, well, it was so well, nice to connect with you. Yes, you too. You're just glowing.
0: <laughs> With you, our listeners, it's good. Even though we don't see you, we feel you. Yes. Thank you for the energy you are giving to us. Yeah.
1: Because
0: we don't want to just sit there and talk to ourselves.
1: <laughs> right. And we hope that you've enjoyed um, the Advent calendar, those meditations. That was such a, a wonderful activity on our side. And mm-hmm. it's been great to hear. I've I've gotten a lot of feedback about that, too. And I know a lot of people... Have really enjoyed those. So those will remain available and you can um access them
0: as many times as you want. Yeah. So might okay. be good to have when you need to get back into routine. I know yeah. we're struggling with it too. Yeah. Today was my first day at work. It was slow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yes. Good. Okay. Well, All the best in this new year. Yes, many blessings.
1: And um, we look forward to the next meditation conversation.